0: Welcome to The Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track podcast. Today I want to talk about thinking styles and thinking overall because so much in our lives and personal lives and work and as leaders depends on our thinking and when we think something over and over again they quickly become patterns and those patterns then turn into beliefs. Now beliefs can either be positive beliefs, things that will actually help us and support us and make us feel more confident and be more effective, or beliefs that can make us doubt ourselves very more and be less effective and not create the results that we really want. And sometimes it's really hard to figure out why am I not getting there? Why am I not getting that promotion? Why am I not able to deal with the team the way that I want to? Or why is this person not respecting me? Or why can't I just speak up in leadership meetings? Or why do I get so nervous when I have to present in front of a big crowd? A lot of this goes back to the beliefs that we hold, but they're not that easy to uncover. So what we do instead often is that we look at sort of the symptoms of the things and we tackle those like we look at tips to speak better and to come across as more confident or how to gain respect by changing a behavior, or by saying something differently. And those are all good things, but they won't really last or create the result that you want, like have that lasting impact, unless you also change your thinking that drives those actions. So the actions and the behaviors, they have to click and be aligned with your beliefs and your thoughts. And this is something that I find, especially in professional and personal development and leadership development, is often overlooked. And it definitely doesn't get nearly the attention it needs in any of the leadership books or online courses and so forth. So by the way, if understanding your thoughts and how they impact your confidence is something that you're interested in, then check out the show notes below. I'm going to include a link to a free public workshop that I'm holding on March 5th about overcoming the imposter syndrome and becoming more confident at work. Now, going back to the thoughts, uh, the National Science Foundation says that any person has between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day, which is a staggering amount if you think about it. But what's even more important is that they say 80% of those thoughts are negative and 95% are repetitive Thoughts, meaning that they're unconscious thoughts that we don't even recognize. It's like the the programming that we have that we don't even recognize that that's what we're running off. Eighty percent are negative. Ninety five percent are repetitive thoughts. Think about that. Think about what that means and how that makes you feel day in and day out. And imagine what's possible if you were to think fifty percent negative and fifty percent positive. Yes, the human experience means that we feel negative and positive emotions, but it definitely doesn't have to be 80% negative. What if 50% was negative and 50% was positive? Think about how much different you would feel and how much easier it would be to go through life. And then what if... You were aware of those 95% of repetitive thoughts, even if just a fraction of those who recognize what is actually going on in your brain, because your thoughts are not you we can separate our thoughts or thinking from our identity we can think about our thoughts that's something that's very unique to us humans and came with the evolution of our brain that we can actually observe our thoughts for example i sit down every morning and i write down my thoughts it's like a mental hygiene i get it all out and i look at it so that i become aware of my thinking People who meditate say that a lot of this is to observe their own brain and become conscious of it. All of us humans have this ability and it's whether or not you leverage this tool for your own growth or you let your brain just run unconsciously and take the lead on its own. So let's talk about worry, for example. Worry is a negative thought and it's something that usually keeps repeating itself throughout the day when we worry about something happening and it actually doesn't really serve a purpose. It makes us feel anxious about things and it diminishes our mood and our overall emotional state. We usually don't take action out of the feeling of worrying either. Another one is anxiety. So if you're anxious, for example, to present at an all-hands meeting, that will make you feel less confident. It might cause you to stumble more or to use a lot more words of the M's and and E's and not come across as confident. Now, if you turn that anxiety consciously into excitement as if you were on a roller coaster and you're excited about what you're about to do to your body, anxiety and excitement actually have the same reactions. Now, all of a sudden, you can see the impact that your presentation is going to have. You feel excited about having the opportunity. It's going to make you feel more confident and allow you to show up in a better way. But this comes from thinking about your thoughts and your beliefs. Now, like I said, I want to go into some of those thinking styles. The first one I want to address is the mental filters. So when you use a mental filter, you pick out a single negative detail and you dwell on it. You may receive a lot of positive comments about your presentation at work, right? That one we just talked about. But if one colleague says something mildly critical... You obsess about it for days. So now your filter is looking at all the negative and the criticism and completely ignores all the positive compliments, which, by the way, helped us survive in the past because we had to be way more attentive to the negative things in our lives in order to survive. But in this day of age, we don't need that anymore. So be aware of how much you pay attention to the negative things versus the positive things. Another thinking style that can get in the way or that is important to be aware of is the all or nothing th- thinking style. Also referred to as the black and white thinking. So if you focus on extreme ends of the spectrum and you don't account enough for the middle ground or compromise or balance. For example, this could sound like, well, if I'm going to help, I'll have to take the reins completely. Or defending my point means that I have to be assertive and I have to be loud and I have to repeat it and I have to take a stand. Or being committed to my work means that my health will have to take a back seat. See, it's this black or white thinking and you're, we're not seeing the middle ground, how we can accomplish one and the other. It doesn't have to be a but and two different things. There's a middle ground where we can achieve one and the other. The third thinking style to pay attention to is called catastrophizing. This type of thinking views situations as far worse than they actually are, and it often shows up when you're in the midst of a difficult situation or are anticipating something that might be challenging. It could sound something like this. This initiative isn't producing early results. It's going to totally fail and the company might go under. Or... My boss wants to give me feedback. I bet it's going to be negative. Oh, I might get fired. She doesn't like me at all. Right? So I'm making everything so much worse. And when you notice yourself walking out of a meeting or out of a situation and you think, whew, that wasn't as bad as I thought, that should be when your alarm bell goes off, recognizing like, oh, maybe I was catastrophizing. I was making it way worse than it actually was. So a good technique here would be to put on the hat of your friend or to put yourself in the shoes of your friend. And what would they say? How would they see this situation? And they would likely tell you, you know what? You're making this way worse than it actually is. Maybe there's another side to this. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe they don't hate you. You're not going to get fired. That's ridiculous. And maybe you can see like, yeah, that is ridiculous, but my brain just took me there out of this anxiety. So think about your thinking. This is the key. The fourth one is minimizing a lot of high achievers have this tendency to ignore or downplay their successes and only focus on areas of improvement. This is when confidence and the imposter syndrome kick in. We're forgetting all the strength that we have and we're looking at all the ways that we're not quite where we want to be, or we compare ourselves to our boss or our peers in all the areas that they're better. And we completely ignore our strength in the ways that we've already progressed and are doing a great job. So we're comparing and then minimizing our own successes. So the key here is to pause and to celebrate successes along the way. If this is something that resonates, then definitely join me for that upcoming event on March 5th about overcoming imposter syndrome and in boosting your confidence. The fifth thinking style is shoulding. So I should be further along than I am. I should have done it that way instead. He should be handling this better. All these shoulds come typically from a place that are overly judgmental and take on this critical perspective, whether directed at yourself or towards others, right? What that shoulding usually does to us is that it makes us feel uh, deflated or incapable or frustrated. By the way, people who tell others that they should and they have a lot of that finger pointing out, they're usually also the ones that do that a lot to themselves. So I tell my kids usually when they point the finger to one person, there's three fingers that point back, right? If you point finger out, three fingers will point back to you. So the things that we do towards others or how we touch them is usually also how we touch ourselves. So that thinking of should, should, should can get us into this downward spiral where we have more of those negative thoughts and are actually useful and they don't make us feel good, nor are they creating their relationships and the performance that we usually, uh, Aspire to create. The sixth thinking style is overgeneralizing. So, in this case, you would take one particular situation or event and you take that as evidence of a greater pattern or a conclusion. So for example, if a leader goes through a particular difficult situation with an employee, they may say, people are challenging, people are tough, no one can be relied on. Or if someone on the team dropped the ball, the leader may then quickly jump to that overgeneralized belief that if you want to get something done reliably and you want to get it done well, then you have to do it yourself. And that is a belief that will definitely keep you stuck and hold you back. So one person dropped the ball, you're making the conclusion, no one can be trusted. If you want to get it done right and on time, then you have to take care of it yourself. That is an overgeneralized belief. So let me quickly recap because I went through these thinking patterns quite quickly. Number one was the mental filters. So filtering out the negative way more than the positive. Number two was the all-or-nothing thinking, like the black or the white, and we forget, the middle ground. Number three was catastrophizing, so making things look way worse and anticipate the worst possible outcome. For example, if I quit this job, I might not find another job again. I'm going to go through all my savings, and then I'll be homeless. The fourth one was minimizing, minimizing our accomplishment and successes and constantly focus on all the areas we want to still improve on or compare ourselves to others where they have something more or better than we do. The fifth one was all this shitting, the judgment, right? They should, 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 and I should, should, should. And then the sixth thinking style was Overgeneralizing, So taking one situation or event as evidence for a greater pattern. So think about these thinking styles and which ones may be running in the back of your minds. I highly encourage you for your personal and professional growth to start thinking about your thinking, uncovering what are these blind spots that you might have or these beliefs and patterns, the 95% that runs unconsciously and repetitively in our brain. What does that look like? It's literally like a software that's running in the background and we need to upgrade the software because the current software is not getting us the results that we want. The only way to get to that next level is to up level the software, to run the upgrades. And the best way to do that is to figure out what are the bugs? What is the thought error? What is keeping me stuck? What's not working? And where do I need to patch things up and upgrade the software? There's a quote from Louise Hay, which I really love. She says, I don't fix problems. I fix my thinking, then problems fix themselves. And with that, I'm going to end this episode. If you're curious to learn more, check out that March 5th event that I mentioned. And if you want to learn more how coaching can help you identify those thought patterns and beliefs and help you overcome them, which is one of the reasons why coaching is so darn effective, then visit RamonaShaw.com or contact me at contact at RamonaShaw.com and we can chat. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.